Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Another revelation yesterday that uh, obviously raised some eyebrows. Uh, it was uh, announced yesterday in Washington that Robert Mueller, he, of course, of the Mueller report, has agreed to testify in the public, uh, actually before the Senate and the Congressional Committee. Uh, he's going to do a two-for, uh, two-for-one day, a doubleheader, as it were, on July the 17th. Joining us to talk about this is Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor in Political Science at uh, Carleton University. Elliot, good to have you on again. Thanks for the time today. Good morning, Bill. I guess first lesson here we should learn from what we've gone through so far, uh, we should manage our expectations about this announcement. Indeed. I, I think that's a great opener, a great way to start. There was far too much, um, let's defer everything until we hear from Mueller. Mueller's going to be the silver bullet. Mueller, the, and it was uh, managed in a certain way that it did not lead to the kind of dramatic change in the trajectory of American politics that a lot of people thought it might. And he has made it clear that he didn't want to go anything beyond what he'd already said publicly. Basically, he said, don't bother bringing me before Congress, because I won't go beyond what I've already said. My report is my testimony. Uh, and he reiterated that, of course, uh, as you remember, just a couple of weeks ago, and he did, he did make that public statement. That, uh, uh, But it was interesting, because he did make a couple of revelations that I think caught a couple of people off guard, said it was never his intention that there was going to be any charges or recommendation of charges. That's He said that's the Congress job, not ours. Uh, notwithstanding the fact that his boss, uh, William Barr, kind of jumped in there and did that for them. You're right. Well, there's a whole bunch of issues here. Uh, one is that um, he was upset, apparently, we know, because he sent a couple letters which became public to Barr saying, you have uh, misrepresented the, the substance of, and tone of my report, of the report. So, but uh, he let it go. I suspect, you know, he didn't come back publicly and say anything after that during his one brief public statement. That may well be the subject of a lot of the inquiry. Uh, Barr really had spun the report before its release to say no, no conspiracy, no collusion. And uh, Mueller is a reluctant witness. He does not wish to do this. So we'll have to see, and I've got some thoughts on it, just what might come out of this. Yeah, we should. I should mention that right off the top. He was subpoenaed by, by both committees. Indeed. And, and he says he will honor the subpoenas. He did not volunteer his time to come and go and do this. No, not at all. And he's, as I said, in his public statement, uh, his short public statement after the report came out, he said basically he opened with, uh, this is really all about the Russians. We ought to pay attention to it. Then he went through the two volumes that he had there, the first volume saying we could not, and you and I have talked about this over the long period of time, we couldn't uh, find evidence that would rise to the level of a collusion, even though he had a number of uh, instances. Book two was, well, what, that there, what about obstruction of justice? And he said in a famous phrase, if we could have cleared him, we would have, but we didn't. And now, but but I'm forbidden from my mandate from doing anything about it. That's for others, other recourse, which means, as you've said, that's Congress. Well, that was the inference, except that, as you say, Barr seemed to think it was him, or or did he just do right. an end run around that? Well, Barr clearly has uh, presented himself in a way that surprised a lot of people. He's essentially. Uh, uh, an advocate for the view of the president, and he will carry that through going forward, which has implications for some of the ongoing cases, which we can talk about. But 
you know, the very first question that I had, and I suspect it's the first question, uh, and this is, this is why these hearings potentially are important, the first question is going to be, you know, you said you couldn't uh, prosecute the president because there's a memo, a, a longstanding memo, inside the Department of Justice. If that memo didn't exist, or if this person was not the president, would you prosecute based on the evidence? And it'll be interesting to see how Mueller can dodge answering that, other than by repeating, I was bound by that memo and stopping. But that would be, I think, uh, potentially a, a hard place for him to wiggle out of, and it'll be interesting to see how he does it. It's it's obviously one of the first questions that are going to yeah. be asked. But listen, before we get into what may happen here, Elliot, maybe there's a question that supersedes all of these right now. Is he going to be allowed to, to testify? I mean, or is, yes. is, is, is Barr going to step in? That's his boss. Or, or, you know, there's some concern that, that Trump may have some say in this. I don't think he does, but that doesn't mean he wouldn't try. Well, there's two things here. Well, three things. First of all, I think that's being explored, and I don't have the answer to it. Uh, but uh, second of all, Barr has said, I have no problems. If Mueller wants to testify, let him. He said that publicly more than once. Of course, he can go back on it. Um, but then there's the factual case. This is now a private citizen. Is there any executive privilege involved here? Is there any way he can be prevented, told, forbidden to to uh, testify? And at the minute, as I say, we don't know that. Because that hasn't been tested yet, has it? I, I, it's just now coming into focus. I mean, because I know they're always saying, well, look, it's, you know, executive privilege, et cetera. But the, uh, the counter-argument to that that has been presented has always been, but you already testified to the Mueller Commission. Yes. So, uh, so you know, you've already done that. So we're just asking you to repeat it in public session. That's all. Now, but nobody's ever tested that. It may actually come to play here. We'll see. Uh, there's always the possibility that since, as you opened up with, don't have high expectations, it could possibly be one, and this is being speculated upon, that Trump doesn't mind having Mueller sop up all of the attention in the middle of July to uh, a, a basically another one of his Trumpian diversions. If you're talking about Mueller, you're not talking about other things, and nothing came out of the Mueller report that he can't handle. But then you're not talking about, oh, women or Iran or whatever else comes to the attention. You know, the, what about immigration and the separating of babies and their parents. And there's a lot of other issues that could be damaging potentially more than the Mueller report. So does Trump even want to prevent this from happening? How far down are they going to drill when, when they start questioning? I mean, well, I'll give you an example, I guess. Uh, the report says that, okay, this meeting took place in Trump Tower. Uh, and, and a lot of people were saying, well, then how come Don Jr. didn't get called to testify? I mean, you know, why, why did they not seem to explore that? And, you know, with, and the speculation was, well, they could be the focus of part of the investigation. Well, apparently they weren't. Well, also, why wasn't the president called? Yeah. That's going to, you know, he submitted written answers to written questions, and most of them was, I'm not going to answer that, or I don't remember, or I can't recall. So uh, there will be a lot of attention focused on, the family. Why didn't the president himself get called? And the answer in the Mueller report in some footnote was, well, that would take so much time to litigate that that it would out, that my mandate would uh, run on too long. I wanted to get the report out. And it I didn't, didn't, it didn't bother Ken Starr when he had to get Bill Clinton no, in front of the camera. No, he went on and on and then released all these yeah. salacious details. And remember, a lot of this report is still redacted. Uh, the, we should also point out that there's two parts to this testimony. There's the public and that's going to be quite something because, uh, I'm sorry for Mueller, he's going to be testifying before two committees on the same day. 
the Intelligence Committee and the Judicial Committee of the House, and Judiciary Committee of the House, and uh, his staff, and this hasn't been picked up sufficiently, is going to be grilled behind closed doors where some of the questions you're now raising and others are raising uh, might be answered out of sight of the public. How long they would stay private in that town is another issue, but the staff that did a lot of the actual digging is going to be interviewed in depth by the same two committees. And again, it's it's going to be interesting to see just what the line of questioning is. I mean, we already know what what we're going to see. Uh, Democrats obviously are going to be questioning. Republicans are going to be saying this is a waste of time, and, and you know, there's nothing well, here, etc. I mean, they've already got their talking points. Well, there's there's something to keep an eye on here. Uh, the Republicans might be falling into some kind of a uh, uh, an origins trap. That is, the Republican line has been. We don't want to talk about what's ever in the Mueller report. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the origins. How was this set up? Why was this set up? This was a partisan witch hunt from the beginning. It was illegitimate from the beginning. You know, this, is, this was eight angry Democrats, and they had it in for That's a line of attack you can make publicly. But if you take on Mueller personally along those lines, he may well respond in a way that would be both effective and be beyond what we have so far seen from him in public. He could really damage the Republicans if they go after him in that fashion. And if they don't go after him in that fashion, what are they going to say? Therein lies the part. Yeah, I, I don't know. And and again, uh, Mueller seems to me to be a rather unflappable individual. I mean, we don't see a whole lot of him in the public persona, but when, from what we've been told, and, and it just his presence, of course, uh, when he did finally make that public statement, uh, which is not to say he's passive, because the fact that he wrote two letters shortly after uh, Bill right. Barr went out there and said, I, you know, this is what the report has in- included in this. Uh, he, I, I get the sense that if pushed, he will defend this report. Yes, and that's, that was the underlying uh, assumption of what I was just saying. This may be an origins trap for the Republican side of the, this. If you go ahead and attack this man, I mean, he was a Marine and a, and a prosecutor and cautious, and if they try to divert attention from the substance to say, well, the whole thing was illegitimate and you were part of it, he may well respond in a way that uh, would not look good for the Republicans. I don't, they may not survive that line of attack if that's what they want to do. And if they don't want to do that, for, the re- for obvious reasons, he might, he might come right back at them. Um, then, because as you point out, he's not passive, he's, but he's strict and by the book. One of the other implications of this uh, report now, and the press is talking about this a lot, is it's coming at a time when there's been building pressure on the Democrats to go say, yes, we want to go for an impeachment. And once he even repeats publicly what's in the report but people haven't been paying attention to, and that's another thing that is being said over and over again. Well, yeah, a lot of people didn't know what was in that report because they don't read it. Mm-hmm. And this is a chance. So this is a, a, an educational moment by the Democrats to educate the country what was actually in that report. They don't put it that way, but that's that's what it is. But that in turn may then build pressure for more Democrats to flip over and saying, well, in the House, we, we agree with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, we're, we're not going to call for impeachment but there, this could flip enough of those to really build more pressure for impeachment, just as the 2020 campaign seriously gets underway. Because there is a, a middle step, as we found out in this yes. process, isn't there, Elliot, where they the can, an impeachment, what is it, an inquiry or something? Right. 
Yeah, which is not actually going towards you know whether an up and down vote about impeachment, but just we want to find out more. And it's possible that's what this uh, testimony on the 17th of July will lead to. I, before we before we finish the interview, I think that we should emphasize what I believe he's going to emphasize. Yeah, and that is the Russians attacked America, and what are you doing about it? I think that he's probably going to try to draw attention away from what everybody else wants to ask him about and to say, hey, remember why this was set up in the first place? We couldn't really prove at a high level that there was an intent by the president's side of things, by the Trump campaign side, to collude with the Russians. Uh, but they were actively intervening. In our, and I, you know, I think that will probably be one of his main goals in going public uh, against his will, is to say, let's pay attention to what the Russians were trying to do to us, and that's the big story here. Well, if go again, we'll go back to a statement that he made a couple of weeks ago, uh, and, and the thrust of the report, if in fact the message he does want to get across and the narrative he wants to, to underscore here is about Russian involvement in this, he's got to be awfully frustrated, I think, Elliot, because nobody's talking about that. Yes, and that's why, that's why I suspect he's going to try to use this public appearance, which he didn't want to do, to say, let's remember what this is really all about. America was attacked, and uh, I've laid lots and lots of uh, grounds for other things for the Congress to take take note of, uh, if they so choose, you know, <laughs> obstruction of justice. But uh, let's get back to the to the main story here. Also, another thing that I don't think has been um, emphasized sufficiently is what I've been calling Volume Three bill. As you know, there were two volumes. Yeah. But there were a lot of other things that might relate to fiscal impropriety or other kinds of impropriety, which he uh, hived off to the courts. There's at least 14 cases going on now uh, outside of the Mueller report, but which emanated from within it. And I'll give you a quote here. Uh, in his report, he said, Periodically, they identified evidence of potential criminal activity outside the scope of the special counsel's jurisdiction established by the attorney general. Those were hived off to a variety of courts, and also independently, some of, some courts are are taking action uh, beyond or separate from whatever the Mueller team sent to them. So this is by no means a story that's closed. It's going to go on, uh, and again, I think you and I have discussed this. Donald Trump has really, really extra good reasons for wanting to be get reelected and will take the steps to make it happen, because otherwise he's it's still in very grave legal peril. Uh, which, uh, as you say, could uh, blow up in his face if he if he loses this election, becomes citizen Trump once again. He's uh, he's liable for prosecution, isn't he? He is indeed, and uh, more than that, there's a statute of limitations on some of these. So that if he stays as president, he can outrun some of those. Now, I want to emphasize again, I don't, I'm not assuming he's guilty. I'm suggesting that the Mueller report, which is what we're talking about, has raised a lot of issues. And the, some of those are going to be explored in more depth and in front of the public in a different way as of uh, these hearings. But beyond that, these court cases continue. He is making a very successful appeal to his, to his supporters that... All of this is a witch hunt. There was no collusion, uh, no obstruction of justice, and they're out to get me, and the deep state is after me, and you have to rally around your president who's there for you. And this is, and he can use this Mueller, uh, the, the, this appearance in the middle of July 
uh, to just reinforce that message. Exactly. Elliot, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this today. Oh, you're very welcome. Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, uh, from uh, Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.